WRF Wonderful Radio Flanagan Go to wrf-podcast.blogspot.com Listen, comment and enjoy And now, on with the show Princess Miranda and Prince Hero Far away, in the wide ocean, there was once a green island where lived the most beautiful princess in the world, named Miranda. She had lived there ever since her birth, and was queen of the island. Nobody knew who were her parents, or how she had come there. But she was not alone, for there were twelve beautiful maidens who had grown up with her on the island, and were her ladies-in-waiting. But a few strangers had visited the island, and spoken of the princess's great beauty, and many more came in time, and became her subjects, and built a magnificent city, in which she had a splendid palace of white marble to live in. And in course of time a great many young princes came to woo her, but she did not care to marry any of them, and if any one persisted and tried to compel her by force to be his wife, she could turn him and all his soldiers into ice by merely fixing her eyes upon them. One day the wicked Cachet, the king of the underground realm, came into the upper world and began to gaze all around it with his telescope. Various empires and kingdoms passed in review before him, and at last he saw the green island and the rich city upon it, and the marble palace in this city, and in this palace the twelve beautiful young ladies of honour, and among them he beheld, lying on a rich couch of swansdown, the Princess Miranda asleep. She slept like an innocent child, but she was dreaming of a young knight, wearing a golden helmet, on a gallant steed, and carrying an invisible mace that fought of itself, and she loved him better than life. Cauchet looked at her. He was delighted with her beauty. He struck the earth three times and stood upon the green island. Princess Miranda called together her brave army and led them into the field to fight the wicked Cauchet. But he, blowing on them with his poisonous breath, sent them all fast asleep, and he was just going to lay hands upon the princess, when she, throwing a glance of scorn at him, changed him into a lump of ice and fled to her capital. Cauchet did not long remain ice. So soon as the princess was away, he freed himself from the power of her glance, and regaining his usual form, followed her to her city. Then he sent all the inhabitants of the island to sleep and among them the princess's twelve faithful damsels. She was the only one whom he could not injure, but being afraid of her glances, he surrounded the castle, which stood upon a high hill, with an iron rampart, and placed a dragon with twelve heads on guard before the gate, and waited for the princess to give herself up of her own accord. The days passed by, then weeks, then months, while her kingdom became a desert, all her people were asleep, and her faithful soldiers also lay sleeping on the open fields, their steel armor all rested, and wild plants were growing over them, undisturbed. Her twelve maidens were all asleep, in different rooms of the palace, just where they happened to be at the time, and she herself, all alone, kept walking sadly to and fro, in a little room up in a tower, where she had taken refuge, wringing her white hands, weeping, and her bosom heaving with sighs. Around her all were silent, as though dead, 
only every now and then cauchet not daring to encounter her angry glance knocked at the door asking her to surrender promising to make her queen of his underground realm but it was all of no use the princess was silent and only threatened him with her looks but grieving in her lonely prison princess miranda could not forget the lover of whom she had been dreaming she saw him just as he had appeared to her in her dream and she looked up with her blue eyes to heaven and seeing a cloud floating by she said o cloud through the bright sky flying stay and hearken my piteous sighing in my sorrow i call upon thee oh where is my loved one say oh where do his footsteps stray and does he now think of me i know not the cloud replied ask the wind and she looked out into the wide plain and seeing how the wind was blowing freely she said o oh, wind o'er the wide world flying do thou pity my grief and crying have pity on me oh where is my loved one say oh where do his footsteps stray and does he now think of me ask the stars the wind replied they know more than i do so she cried to the stars o oh, stars with your bright beams glowing look down on my tears fast flowing have pity have pity on me oh where is my loved one say oh where do his footsteps stray and does he now think of me ask the moon said the stars who being nearer to the earth knows more of what happens there than we do so she said to the moon bright moon as your watch you keep from the starry skies o'er this land of sleep look down now and pity me oh where is my loved one say where where do his footsteps stray and does he now think of me i know nothing about your loved one princess replied the moon but here comes the sun who will surely be able to tell you and the sun rose up in the dawn and at noontide stood just over the princess's tower and she said thou soul of the world bright sun look on me in this prison undone have pity on me oh where is my loved one say through what lands do his footsteps stray does he now think of me princess miranda said the sun dry your tears comfort your heart your lover is hastening to you from the bottom of the deep sea from under the coral reefs he has won the enchanted ring when he puts it on his finger his army will increase by thousands regiment after regiment with horse and foot the drums are beating the sabres gleaming the colours flying the cannon roaring they are bearing down on the empire of cauchet but he cannot conquer him by force of mortal weapons i will teach him a surer way and there is good hope that he will be able to deliver you from cauchet and save your country i will hasten to your prince farewell the sun stood over a wide country beyond the deep seas beyond high mountains where prince hero in a golden helmet on a gallant horse was drawing up his army and preparing to march against cauchet the besieger of the fair princess he had seen her three times in a dream and had heard much about her for her beauty was famous throughout the world dismiss your army said the sun no army can conquer cauchet no bullet can reach him you can only free princess miranda by killing him and how you are to do it you must learn from the old woman janza i can only tell you where you will find the horse that must carry you to her go hence towards the east you will come to a green meadow in which there are three oak trees and among them you will find hidden in the ground an iron door with a brazen padlock 
behind this door you will find a battle charger and a mace the rest you will learn afterwards farewell prince hero was most surprised but he took off his enchanted ring and threw it into the sea with it all his great army vanished directly into mist leaving no trace behind he turned to the east and travelled onwards after three days he came to the green meadow where he found the three oak trees and the iron door as he had been told it opened upon a narrow crooked stairway going downwards leading into a deep dungeon where he found another iron door closed by a heavy iron padlock behind this he heard a horse neighing so loudly that it made the door fall to the ground and at the same moment eleven other doors flew open and there came out a war-horse which had been shut up there for ages by a wizard the prince whistled to the horse the horse tugged at his fastenings and broke twelve chains by which he had been fettered he had eyes like stars flaming nostrils and a mane like a thunder-cloud he was a horse of horses the wonder of the world prince hero said the horse i have long waited for such a rider as you and i am ready to serve you for ever mount on my back take that mace in your hand which you see hanging to the saddle you need not fight with it yourself for it will strike wherever you command it and beat a whole army i know the way everywhere tell me where you want to go and you will presently be there the prince told him everything took the self-fighting mace in his hand and sprang on his back the horse reared snorted spurned the ground and they flew over mountains and forests higher than the flying clouds over rapid rivers and deep seas but when they flew along the ground the charger's light feet never trampled down a blade of grass nor raised an atom of dust on the sandy soil before sunset prince hero had reached the primeval forest in which the old woman jansa lived he was amazed at the size and age of the mighty oaks pine trees and firs where there reigned a perpetual twilight and there was absolute silence not a leaf or a blade of grass stirring and no living thing not so much as a bird or the hum of an insect only amidst this grave-like stillness the sound of his horse's hoofs the prince stopped before a little house supported on crooked legs and said little house move on your crooked legs free turn your back to the wood and your front to me the house turned round with the door towards him the prince went in and the old woman janza asked him how did you get here prince hero where no living soul has penetrated till now don't ask me but welcome your guest politely so the old woman gave the prince food and drink made up a soft bed for him to rest on after his journey and left him for the night next morning he told her all and what he had come for you have undertaken a great and splendid task prince so i will tell you how to kill kashay in the ocean sea on the island of everlasting life there is an old oak tree under this tree is buried a coffer bound with iron in this coffer is a hare under the hare sits a gray duck this duck carries within her an egg and in this egg is enclosed the life of kashay when you break the egg he will die at once now good-bye prince and good luck go with you your horse will show you the way the prince got on horseback and they soon left the forest behind them and came to the shore of the ocean 
on the beach was a fisherman's net and in the net was a great fish who when he saw the prince cried out piteously prince hero take me out of the net and throw me back into the sea i will repay you the prince took the fish out of the net and threw it into the sea it splashed in the water and vanished the prince looked over the sea and saw the island in the gray distance far far away but how was he to get there he leaned upon his mace deep in thought what are you thinking of prince asked the horse i am thinking how am i to get to the island when i cannot swim over that breadth of sea <laughs> sit on my back prince and hold fast so the prince sat firm on the horse's back and held fast by the thick mane a wind arose and the sea was somewhat rough but rider and horse pushed on through the billows and at last came to shore on the island of everlasting life the prince took off his horse's bridle and let him loose to feed in a meadow of luxuriant grass and walked on quickly to a high hill where grew the old oak tree taking it in both hands he tugged at it the oak resisted all his efforts he tugged again the oak began to creak and moved a little he mustered all his strength and tugged again the oak fell with a crash to the ground with its roots uppermost and there where they had stood firmly fixed so many hundred years was a deep hole looking down he saw the iron-bound coffer he fetched it up broke open the lock with a stone raised the lid picked up the hair lying in it by its ears but at that moment the duck which had been sitting under the hair took the alarm and flew off straight to sea the prince fired a shot after her the bullet hit the duck she gave one loud quack and fell but in that same instant the egg fell from her down to the bottom of the sea the prince gave a cry of despair but just then a great fish came swimming dived down to the depths of the sea and coming to the shore with the egg in its jaws left it on the sand the dragon who kept watch the fish swam away but the prince taking up the egg mounted his horse once more and they swam till they reached princess miranda's island where they saw a great iron wall stretching all round her white marble palace there was only one entrance through this iron wall to the palace and before this lay the monstrous dragon with the twelve heads six of which kept guard alternately when the one half slept the other six remained awake if any one were to approach the gate he could not escape the horrid jaws nobody could hurt the dragon for he could only suffer death by his own act the prince stood on the hill before that gate and commanded his self-fighting mace which also had the faculty of becoming invisible to go and clear his entrance to the palace the invisible self-fighting mace fell upon the dragon and began to thunder on all his heads with such force that all his eyes became bloodshot and he began to hiss fiercely he shook his twelve heads and stretched wide his twelve horrid jaws he spread out his forest of claws but this helped him not at all the mace kept on smiting him moving about so fast that not a single head escaped but could only hiss groan and shriek wildly now it had given a thousand blows the blood gushed from a thousand wounds and there was no help for the dragon he raged writhed about and shrieked in despair finally as blow followed blow and he could not see who gave them he gnashed his teeth belched forth flame and at length turned his claws upon himself plunging them deep into his own flesh struggled 
writhed twisted himself round and in and out his blood flowed freely from his wounds and now it was all over with the dragon the prince seeing this went into the courtyard of the palace put his horse into the stable and went up by a winding stair towards the tower whence the princess miranda having seen him addressed him welcome prince hero i saw how you disposed of the dragon but do be careful for my enemy koshay is in this palace he is most powerful both through his own strength and through his sorceries and if he kills you i can live no longer princess miranda do not trouble about me i have the life of koshay in this egg then he called out invisible self-fighting mace go into the palace and beat koshay the mace bestirred itself quickly battered in the iron doors and set upon koshay it smote him on the neck till he crouched all together the sparks flew from his eyes and there was a noise of so many mills in his ears if he had been an ordinary mortal it would have been all over with him at once as it was he was horribly tormented and puzzled feeling all these blows and never seeing whence they came he sprang about raved and raged till the whole island resounded with his roaring at last he looked through the window and behold there he saw prince hero ah that is all you're doing he exclaimed and sprang out into the courtyard to rush straight at him and beat him to a jelly but the prince held the egg in one hand ready and he squeezed it so hard that the shell cracked and the yolk and the white were all spilled together and koshay fell lifeless and with the death of the enchanter all his charms were dissolved at once all the people in the island who were asleep woke up and began to stir the soldiers woke from sleep and the drums began to beat they formed their ranks massed themselves in order and began to march towards the palace and in the palace there was great joy for princess miranda came towards the prince gave him her white hand and thanked him warmly they went to the throne-room and following the princess's example her twelve waiting maids paired off with twelve young officers of the army and the couples grouped themselves round the throne on which the prince and princess were sitting and then a priest arrayed in all his vestments came in at the open door and the prince and princess exchanged rings and were married and all the other couples were married at the same time and after the wedding there was a feast dancing and music which it is a pleasure to think of everywhere there was rejoicing and that's the end of the show from wrf wonderful radio flanagan in all the posh podcast places and at wrf-podcast.blogspot.com i hope you enjoyed the show i know i did and i'll catch you next time on wrf